0: Uh, on one end I feel like you know a lot of it is uh I was I was gonna say I, I wasn't gonna jump into pandering quite yet but yeah let's just say it. I'll get that out of the way pandering is obviously you know we, we in the yellow now so you know shit is starting to open back up so you know people want people to come back into their doors so and this obviously, is what
1: we've this is all. Yeah, but at yeah, the same time though, I, I don't care I'll fucking take
0: it bro like Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true, because, I mean, I guess, like, you know, I guess those things, right, you know, it it takes, you know, however many days or whatever to form a habit and shit like that, so if you act like you give a fuck enough, you might actually start giving a fuck at a certain point, you know what I mean, so.
1: Yeah, or, like, um, if people won't actually give a fuck, I'll accept them just acting like they give a fuck, honestly. I'll settle for that. Um, yeah and plus like one of the things I wanted to bring up just as far as like before we not before we intro the shit I wanted to bring it up after we intro the shit but I guess since we are talking right now we got a fucking specific ass window and we really need to act now because this is the only time that we got everybody's attention and shit so it's like this shit could fade away like in a week or two niggas could be right yeah. on do a shit again so that's why like I was real hyped like damn I really need to get out there make a point this is the first day I ain't had a kid's up on me so I really wanted to go out there um, but, yeah, you say it's one tomorrow. I'm going to try to go tomorrow, definitely.
0: Yeah, we're going gonna, gonna, gonna to get the, the details for the most part. But, yeah, that's just, you know. It's going to be hard. No. Yeah, it, will be, it will not be hard at, hard at all to find. So. But, um, you yeah, interest? I guess. Yeah, man. So, what up, folks? Um,
1: no, hold on. I, I wrote some shit, bro. I want to fuck All right, cool, cool, cool,
0: cool. Listen, bro. Do the official. Drum roll it.
1: <laughs> I was a baby when I was born. I had no choice but to be real. My mom was real. She rocked my cradle real. She fed me realness every real day of the real week, bro. My dad was real. He taught me to be real or die. He didn't even have a choice. Southwest born and raised. His mom was real. Black female cop. Grandchild of actual slaves, that's real. She got shot on duty, protecting and serving. That's real. Proper mother raised three kids in the hood by herself, bro. That's real. She ain't had no choice. And even with that, I was taught that I would have to work twice as hard to get half as far. Anyways. I'm real as fuck. This nigga across from me real as fuck. Fuck his name. Fuck my name. And this is the ghost of a real nigga podcast. What's up, E?
0: What's going on, man? Well, that was great, man. That was beautiful. And that was uh very informative. I actually just learned something about you right there in that moment, man. That's crazy. I didn't know that. So, well, not necessarily about you, but, you know, your family, your lineage and shit like that. So, that's what's up, man. But... Like you were saying, man, we, we have like kind of a specific window uh, to kind of, to act and kind of make some change right now. Uh, and the opposition, man, right now is very fierce, man. You know, <laughs> I'm seeing so much shit online right now. Like, you know, all these people denying the fact that like social, like, nah, what do I say? it Systemic racism actually exists. Mm-hmm. You know, I really just watched the, well, of all places, a PragerU video of a guy Black guy was a former cop, pretty much, just saying like, you know, that no, I actually have more advantages than most white people in this country, and it's just like, uh, you know, yeah, no, they not making, yeah, here. yeah, it's just it's just frustrating, man. I'm I'm happy. Cause kinda-
1: Whitlock got fired because that nigga went on fucking air. Did you see his last episode?
0: No, nah, I didn't actually.
1: This nigga went on air, talked about how he watched the George Floyd video, talked about how he had been fighting the police brutality fight for years and years and years because his cousin one of the best human beings on this earth had got tasered in the rain by cops when he was 28 years old like this is years ago and Whitlock and his family apparently was fighting this case for for a long long time and got no justice from it so Mm -hmm. their whole thing was well his whole thing was uh yeah I can speak from actual experience uh but at the same time and then he started pandering to white folks and saying like you know we can't just be out here like being foolish and going about this the wrong way. And you
0: know he said a bunch of dumb shit. He said yeah. Well, I mean the, the the only thing. All right. So Whitlock and I didn't even hear any of his take in terms of like the whole Drew Brees. Shit. Did he get fired before the whole after before the whole Drew Brees thing? Yeah. Happened he... or I
1: fire Friday.
0: Friday. Okay. And Drew Brees actually happened like I guess like you know like what Monday Tuesday this week or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. So. But I remember back during the whole kneeling thing because he's one of those guys that's more or less like a get along, go along and get along, and a bit of fight from within. I remember his argument about the whole uh, Kaepernick kneeling thing is that, you know, it's bad for him to piss off all white America because, you know, football is like, you know, one of the few avenues that we have of actually transferring wealth to more black people, right? So uh i won't necessarily disagree with that no nah, but still but but, but 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 still at we'll the same time like you know yeah exactly We are fighting for equality and things like that you know it's just like you know it's about a little bit more than a check man like if if it was if it was just know. about money
1: don't sit know. here and tell, if we fighting for equality don't sit here and tell me oh well look you got a chance over there well <laughs> look i got a chance over there it's like no bitch i want a chance everywhere come on
0: yeah you know what i mean so and i think that's one of the big things so and that was
1: uh, go right into the Vic Fangio shit. Did you hear about that shit?
0: Vic Fangio? No, yeah. I don't actually, I'm, I'm a little behind. I'm be honest though, I've been trying to avoid a lot of a lot of shit, man. I'm I'm more on some positive, positively only type shit right now. So I'm more on some solutions focused type shit. So any of the controversy, I'm, I'm avoiding right now. So just because you know, what I mean, it's, I'm just tired of going and going to bed frustrated. You know. All right. Well, Vic Fangio,
1: Vic Fangio is the Broncos' coach. Which is funny because I like Drew Locke, uh, their little quarterback guy. He's he 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 likes black people a lot. But um Vic Fangio basically said he doesn't see racism in the NFL. He said basically, um, the NFL is fair and it, it it gives its rewards based on achievements and it levels the playing field. Uh he actually said this is a quote, he said, We all intermingle and mix tremendously. And if society reflected a football field, then we'd all be great. Um, Stephen A was going to his ass. All yesterday because apparently he failed to recognize that the fact that the Rooney rule was necessary in fact that in coaching there is no fairness whatsoever and yeah even though on the field if a nigga runs a nigga gets a touchdown but at yeah. the same time y'all got all these niggas running but you ain't got none of these niggas telling niggas to run you know what I'm saying so yeah so
0: I mean that like that statement that he made that's half true uh that That's the ideal, you know what I mean? I think that's the main thing. I think, I think that's the disconnect when it comes to a lot of these things because a lot of people don't necessarily – I guess they're willfully ignorant to what has went on and what's going on and what needs to actually be fixed. Uh, yeah, a lot of kind that, of,
1: that willful ignorance is funny because I, I had, like – I've seen a bunch of different aspects of it or a bunch of different white folks who are like, I don't know, oh, Excuse me. They're like, I don't know. I don't really get it. What is the problem? Um, and it really comes down to, uh, especially with the police brutality thing, they, they have been basically saying like, well, if he wants to protest, why is he choosing to disrespect the flag while doing it? Like, why don't he do it in a way that doesn't disrespect the flag? Um, and that's really that. And most of them, like, remember that John that I posted that explained that monopoly uh, analogy?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, yeah, you gave me
1: before. It was actually oh, Jene, great. Shanae Agum- Agumake from uh, ESPN. She had a, a similar one, but a, a kind of—I I would probably say a little better. She basically said, like, um, imagine being in, on in a basketball game, and the opposing team starts off with fifty points more than you, and it's only two minutes left to go in the game, and then all of a sudden, niggas keep calling fouls on you, and you ain't even doing shit, but they don't get their fouls called on them. So yeah how you expect to win so i'm like wow that was a really good one uh and i think that's the that's the aspect of it that um the willfully ignorant so to speak don't don't recognize or don't acknowledge or don't admit and that's the problem with white privilege because come on you know goddamn well black people who started off as slaves in this country don't have equal advantages to you we all live in the same neighborhoods we're all poor we're all uneducated we don't own shit um so, yeah, like, and then on top of that, we got a culture of death that, like, is all around us. So, yeah. So, for the most part, like, yeah, the people who are willfully ignorant, that's that's racism, bro. That's yeah
0: racism. And, and I think that's the big thing, right? Because they say, like, you know, they say, like, well, it's a culture thing. If they change their culture, then, you know, there'll be change there. But I'm like, you know, but, you know, you don't understand, like. This culture is because of all this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like this shit was breeded. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the chicken didn't come before the egg. You know what I mean? Like, this is hash. You know what I mean?
1: No more black people than white people kill white people, bro. <laughs> Not let niggas fool you. Our culture is no much more de- No no more deadly than they are. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. we got a lot of bullshit that we do, and that's on the forefront. But that's because the media brings attention to that shit. Exactly. I mean, you know. If we, you're white yeah, people, I, do. Exactly.
0: Yeah, because they get into some shit. I, <laughs>
1: So you got to go find out. all that shit they be doing out in Utah. You got to go find that shit.
0: Yeah. You know, that and I, I think that's the big thing, right? You know, because, you know, people try to hit me with statistics and they're like, yeah. So, like, how come, like, you know, American-born black people were doing this? But, you know, then you got, you know, Nigerians and, like, other Africans that come over. And they're the most, most a group in America and stuff like that. You know, like, it's a big culture thing. Like, you know, if people just, you know, you know, got married when they had kids, you know, actually worked and you know actually save money and then spend it on Gucci and shit like that that shit would be fine and I'm like, "Man." <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Yo, do you realize you're reading just straight off of a fucking like propaganda sheet right there, man?" You yeah, know. it would be hard for me to d- discuss
1: a, such an issue with a person who was saying all of that stuff because those are all really racist statements.
0: Yeah. That's
1: basically sweeping generalities <laughs> about a whole fucking people. And I, don't, I you can't talk like that. Like if I say if I say generally some white people that's me trying to clean up my fucking general and my my generally sweeping statement, like, or if I say most white people I know, that's me trying to clean up my generalization. But at the end of the day, I still recognize it's fucking wrong to do that. You can't take every fucking person and put them under a damn a flag and be like, all right, they all there, there they go. Like, yeah, so so like I mean,
0: that.
1: I know I exactly. know white boys raised in the hood. Like I know, you know, I know Asian people who got two black parents. Like I don't. know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I think that's the big thing. I mean, I think the disconnect is that, you know, obviously, you know, some people aren't really qualified enough to make those statements mainly because they haven't actually had enough conversation with anybody on the other side. Uh, Well,
1: as as my religious teachers used to ask me, have you met everybody?
0: Well, then (laughs) you, everybody. (laughs) Like, come on, bro. It's that simple. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the big things there. Uh, Obviously, people have their own struggles, and I guess you know the. I the my concern with everything that's going on right now, like you know, kind of get back to the point you said with like you know the pandering and everything like that. Is I feel like you know we're actually at a good inflection point, and there's still a lot of work to be done. But just seeing the way it's rolled out, the corporate sponsorship of it all and shit like that, you know, the whole you know DC mayor, I you know, Peyton, forty
1: mil, you know, what I mean like that
0: shit, hundred
1: ten years.
0: I got a feeling that we're going to have a very, very. there's going to be a lot of resentment uh, that's going to come along this. So, so like if we turn this corner and there's definitely a lot of progress over the course of like, you know, anywhere for the next one to six years, the however many, you know, I mean, maybe forever. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely going to be like, you know, some people are definitely left behind after all this, it goes on. And because they see that there's help from, you know, corporate sponsors and all that shit like that to kind of move forward with this movement, there's definitely going to be a lot of resentment. And I think uh, a lot of those problems that we see, like we may not necessarily see institutional uh, racism and destruction and shit like that, but I, there's definitely a valid concern of uh, you're going to see, like, violence and shit like that. I uh, don't violence. And I'm, I'm really concerned about that. Uh, all right, it's well. kind, of the, kind, of, kind of the premise, like, you know, I know you're not, like, in the comic books and all that shit like that, so... But HBO recently is kind of it brings it back to that point. HBO recently, they had a—they did this show called *The Watchmen*. It was kind of based on the comic book. Uh, great comic by Alan Moore. Go ahead if you get a chance to read it. Really good read. Uh, but the show kind of picks up where the comic left off. Uh, he's picks a up.
1: Boy. Go ahead. Uh, he said, I said well, he's reading this, by the way. Go ahead."
0: Uh, a lot of people are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot a lot of people that we like are. You know
1: what I mean? I mean, I, I, mean, I just figure I point them out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, but it doesn't it doesn't make the influences and the, the details of the story less true. But oh, you know, right this season of the show.
1: Yeah, but it shows people that they fucking they out there and they exist because some people are like, you know, some people are self deluded, or some that's people are deluded. Some people are ignorant. You know, I just want to raise awareness, bro.
0: Okay. But the show which wasn't written by Alan Moore, but as a continuation of his story, uh, picks up in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, circa 2022. Uh, very different future. Uh, Robert Redford was president. Uh, and essentially, he pushed through uh, reparations for black folks and shit like that. Uh, so one of the main themes in it is that, you know, you I have, always liked him
1: more like, than Reagan as an actor and shit. I used to watch the Western, Robert. my pop and shit. I always liked him more than Reagan. Robert Redford? Hell yeah.
0: So the funny thing is I look at Robert Refford, and I was I was arguing with my girl about this yesterday. I said I, said, I think that, like, uh, Brad Pitt is actually a clone of Robert Refford. If you see them niggas, like, next to one another, like, they look like fucking father and son and shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and, as seen you that. See, and as, like, Brad Pitt kind of gets older, they start to look more alike, and it's just like, damn, that's crazy. But, yeah, uh,
1: I've seen that.
0: But uh, on another note, though, so essentially he's, he, is, he institutes, like, reparations. So, you know, you kind of have, like, you know, more black people in the police force and things like that. Uh, the main thing about Washington is about vigilanteism and shit like that. Uh, but essentially, the vigilantes kind of get recruited by the cops. And, you know, things are cool. Black people are making progress and everything like that. But you kind of have, like, you know, how should I, should I say it? You know, lower class white people who are very resentful of these reparations and things like that. And, like, you know, they go around kind of, like, chiding people and just talking shit like, oh, yeah, it's nice, man. You got a nice little business uh, due to your recordations. You know what I mean? Tell (laughs) me
1: me if I'm being dramatic at all right now. But, honestly, I have no fear of that whatsoever only because they've been killing niggas for 400 years. Bro, they want to start killing niggas again? It ain't going to change nothing. It ain't like they haven't been killing niggas this whole time and getting away with it. So
0: All right. All right. So so, so just to kind of wrap it up, huge spoiler alert. uh, The whole premise of the whole season – well, I guess this this show, I think the director said he's not doing a second season, is they pretty much just tried to take the most powerful man in the universe, who's this nigga named Dr. Manhattan, who uh, was effectively, like, like God. Like, he could literally do anything. Like, nigga is just, like, you know, can dismantle and create things on like, your level and shit like that. Not even an atomic level, subatomic level and shit like that, so... But their plan was to pretty much just take this nigga, kidnap him, put their powers... Into to like this like white senator and like recreate a whole white nation and shit like that. So they, it was like a huge plan. They got the CIA in on it, hired a bunch of scientists and everything like that because they were so desperate w- with everything going on that like, you know, they were really going to put all their chips in this basket, you know, but obviously the whole plan doesn't fall through a whole bunch of crazy shit happens. A black woman's getting all the powers and shit like that. And, uh, you know, have a great day, but this <laughs> to kind of bring it back to the point though, I think uh as is rec- as we kind of get into this recovery, right? You know, the economy's opening back up and everything like that. Uh people are starting to get back to work. And, you know, black people for the first time and uh shit, maybe for the first time in history actually have a lot of wind at their back, man. A lot of wind in the sales. And uh <clears throat> I know there's a lot of people rooting for us to, to ruin this, but I think there's a really good chance for us to actually make these things happen. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of opposition right there now. And I think the opposition is going to be definitely very emboldened going into the future.
1: Well, and for fear of talking in a circle, I will want to, I want to say, uh, like I said, the window is real, real narrow. And niggas got to keep it open as much as they can. That's why we got to keep uh, trying to get out here, keep the issue at the forefront. That's why I'm like, real happy and like salute the ESPN and Fox sports and shit for them. Niggas is talking about this all week, which is awesome. Cause it's like, and they're not, they're not like repeating themselves. They're fucking finding new shit to mention a new shit to report on and new perspectives from new people. And then on top of that, as this happens, there's mad prevalent, uh, white uh, sports stars who are just opening their mouth and putting their whole foot in it. So niggas got more shit to respond to. So that's kind of cool. But I like I said, I just wanted to mention again, separating the real issue, white people think that this is like, like a patriotism thing. Like, like this is an anti-patriotism thing. Like niggas ain't cops and niggas ain't soldiers. Niggas don't be fighting and niggas don't make up 40 percent of the military or sorry, colored people don't make up 40 percent of the military. So, like, I think we got to separate um that this is not patriotism issue, that this is a completely like a human rights issue, but can't be fucking overlooked that some people don't give a fuck, man. I had some people, I was, uh, I was beefing with somebody on Twitter. I wasn't trying to beef with nobody on Twitter. I was actually looking for, uh, evidence that this one dude got Doug Gottlieb was a racist. And that's Mm -hmm. because Doug Gottlieb basically did, uh, he, he, he went on Colin cowherd show to hurt and filled in for him. And he had, you know, he had to report on all of this shit. So he was doing it or whatever. And he's arguing with the girl who's always on there, Joy. And she mm-hmm. was, and she was like, she was really doing a great job at arguing everything that she was arguing. And for the most part, she was saying like, she was saying that the reason that people are, he he said that I don't understand why people are mad at Drew Brees. And then she explained that Drew Brees opened up, he, he was, when asked about people protesting for, uh, police brutality, he opened up his mouth and said, I won't take nobody disrespecting the flag. And then he made it seem like that was one disrespect to the flag, but then two, he made it seem like, or like black people, or the people who are, uh, doing these protests don't have any type of right to the flag or like, they don't reverence the flag or be, they are not right for not looking at it the same way you are. And then she was basically saying like, sometimes being like one of these issues, you kind of just like your opinion don't really matter right now. And I know that that's hard to accept, but like, it really like, it doesn't like you're, you're not the person who's experiencing these things. So your opinion is not going to be educated. <laughs> it can't be. So uh, she was killing that shit and he just kept acting stupid, acting stupid, acting stupid. It's like, I just don't, I don't understand like why when he gives his opinion, it's like a bad thing. And, you know, but anyway, uh, I was on his page trying to find evidence that this nigga was racist and somebody was, uh, somebody said something and they was basically coming at me. But long story short, I went to these people's, uh, I went down like a history of all of their shit and it was Mm -hmm. crazy to see how like on certain conversations or certain things that they talked about, they tucked that shit in or it was Mm -hmm. like. They would, support it in cert- they would support black people in certain instances, like for sports shit or for like, you know, doing some flashing on the field. But then on another conversation, they would be like, they would kind of like let it out just a little bit. Or another conversation, they would strategically say like some shit just to press a button a little bit. So it was like, I, it gave me a perspective like, damn, okay. So a racist person in America does live like a double life. Like they go out into sci- to society and they act normal and shit. And then they go home and they get on a Twitter burner account and they say all types of crazy shit. And then they, 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 they get on and they send their friends crazy memes and they fucking text their friends crazy jokes and, you know, shit like that. But they keep it under wraps, but they go out and they act normal and they smile and people like my face and shit like that. But yeah, so that was crazy because I was like, I just assumed all these motherfuckers lived in the woods and lived in, a, you know, Kentucky.
0: Shit. Nah, it goes right in front of you, man. Shit could be right next door to you. Uh, it's funny because I think that I, I saw this uh, on the Twitter account, right? It's the the real at you know what I mean? What is it here?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: at at real nigga pod on Twitter. Fuck with us. Uh, a- yeah, I saw I, I saw that. Yeah, that be that that look that looked like a nigga's burner account though, man. He ain't even have his I real picture I- up and shit like that. He ain't uh, have his real picture up, but he had mad activity on that John though. <laughs> that was the crazy part. So I'm like you know, so that's definitely like. You know, it's one of those situations. I mean, granted, I got, I got, I got three twitters right now, right? But you know,
1: yeah, but they all you, they all say some like remnant of your name, man. Anyway, I skipped mad cool shit that I wanted to mention. Uh, dial eight eight. Sorry, dial 888-640-5174 for depression. That's a commercial. That was my first fucking commercial. Hey.
0: Well, that'd be for this
1: shit, but wow, you are a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> now eight 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 six four zero five one seven four for depression. Um, uh, yeah. So, you want to get into the uh, year to win?
0: Yeah, no, hold on. But just to kind of get back to what you were saying about the flag. Uh, I guess that's the, the my my main issue with it with people's opposition to it is because they don't understand the nuance behind it. It's not that there's no respect for the flag in itself it's just the fact that under that flag that everybody's under everybody's not never everybody doesn't have those same freedoms uh that same liberty uh that same every opportunity, opportunity. That, that, that that flag represents so yeah,
1: everything that that shit supposedly stands for that every every word of like the constitution and shit like that they only meant white people yeah they never so, meant black people when they said all that shit they never so that, meant- so-
0: So that's, that's my main thing is just that like, you know, so until as a country, our government, our institutions stand for everything that the flag is supposed to stand for and actually upholds those values for all Americans, then I can't stand for the flag because we can't stand on something that we're not standing on ourselves. You know what I mean? So, and that's the main thing. I think that's the, the major issue is that, you know, with the will for ignorance, it's kind of like, you know, people talk about. Being accountable, and you know, <laughs> what well, is it, self-accountability and shit like that. But when we try to hold the country accountable and our institutions accountable for these things, a lot of people are like, "No, we don't have to." I mean, we have problems; so we're gonna get better. But let's just act like it's fine until there's a point to where we have to fix it. No, let's just fix it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you no time better than the day. You know what I mean? What is what? What does somebody say, man? Uh, any man that wastes a day. Uh, Forgets to mean it in a fucking life or some shit like that. Uh, uh, ben Franklin he says some shit. What procrastination is, whatever. I'm gonna fuck it all up, but you get the idea. You know what I mean. Franklin said was a, uh, why I do tomorrow what you can do today. Exactly. So, let's fix this shit. Uh, let's fix this shit. But yeah, man, man let's, let's get on to year to Wayne. Year to Wayne. Lil Wayne. Mister Carter.
1: Yeah, basically. Little uh, Toshi. We just want to give a salute to Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Every day for the rest of the year. So, this is the year of the Wayne. You want to start us off?
0: Yeah, so I got a track here, uh, verse off of Dedication 3 track called Ain't I? I Have a little fun with this one. This nigga said. I only only think I ever heard Dedication 3. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I actually agree. actually actually that's what that's what, that's when uh well that's when Young Money got like the major, major shout out. So he had pretty much the whole Young Money team all over that job. So Okay, okay. So that was that was kinda like the whole victory lap with the whole dedication series and shit like that. So that's when he started really when he was locking, locking in and he just had to let niggas know this end. So yeah, like he gave like Nicki Minaj her own track. Uh he had like Drake have a freestyle on there, he had like crew tracks with Tyga and Jay Mills and all these shits like so that was that was kind of like the crew mixtape there, you know. what I mean, that was like his was like dynasty. dynasty. Now that was hey, like that was that was dynasty before that that was like his dynasty before they had like the official Young Money album and shit like that. So, but, what but he Word. was all over that job, but he he has some tracks.
1: Cory Guns, that other nigga that killed them people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, Mac main. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: Mac main. Bitch, I'm Mac main.
0: And this is crazy because currency left right before all that shit had started. So that's just wild. But let's yeah, let me get let's get into it though. It's uh it's uh freestyle over Ana. Uh Young Drill Track. The nigga said, motherfucking psychopath, young money caveman, motherfucking Geiko, full, full bulldog, fuck around and bite your ass. Shitting on you, bitch. Now let me flush the toilet and wipe my ass. Bitch I'm bald. I like my cash. No, I'm lying, I love my dog. Got them holes falling like a hundred million dominoes. But I don't eat pizza, I eat pussy. When well, he wouldn't, holla at your guala. Yeah, bitches. it's me, kicking motherfuckers out the kitchen heat. i put you where the fishes sleep, and when you wake, you be the fishes feast. Yeah, I'm a shark, you see my fin ho? Bullet leave a hole in your face, not a depot. Straight from the end, though. It's no problem, though, to leave a nigga head, brains on the motherfucking window. Uh right, and right, I'm nasty. <laughs> there we go. Oh uh, <laughs> <hey. laughs> right, man. That's that what I done. all that all that talk, man. That's why I used to think, man, that Wayne used to be a hitman and shit like that, man. So I felt like he was like a corporate hitman that used to just rap about it and shit like that. So
1: Yeah, only hitting bitches though. Wayne. <laughs> uh sure. word. I got uh put some keys on that from the drought three. Shout out Polo to Don. I went to this, John, and I just wanted to get one bar because I wanted to, like, focus on black empowerment and shit. But, you know, it's Wayne, so. Lil He said, I put keys on that bitch. I'm a certified gangster. Haters make me nauseous. The money make me anxious. Listen how my words are poetic like Langston. Dreads down my back like I come straight from Kangston. But I come from Holly Grove. 17 danger zone. So many C notes. I can sing a song. T top coop looking like a thong. Your girl loves my dick. She treats it like a bong. I don't wanna be right if getting high is wrong. My eyes so low I look like I'm from Hong Kong. <laughs> Boy, I got more green than Bishop Don Juan. Okay, I'm not a rookie. I'm a pro, methazine fiend. <laughs> <laughs> make the homie say ho, and make all the girlies scream. I am a vegetarian, man, I only eat beets, wear a lot of carrots, and I smoke the best greens. No beef in my grocery bag. Just some switcher sorry. Just some swishers and a whole bunch of cans of whoop ass. (laughs) I'm strapped like a book bag. So any one of y'all can come and get your foot tagged. DOA. Ride all night. Sleep no way. That's it, man. (laughs) That's
0: it. Yo, Wayne, man. Yo, this this motherfucker be having
1: too much fun man yeah um, fucking bars for days yo this wasn't even supposed to be like when we started this segment it was supposed to be like literally a bar it was supposed to be all right i'm gonna give you a wayne bar like what's your favorite wayne punchline all right i'm gonna give you a <laughs> punchline nigga we gotta spit the whole verse because there's no best punchline in the verse yeah, the exactly all
0: right it's just so dense that. man each 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 lot like each bar is there in their punchline within itself But then they flow within one another. And this, you know what I mean? It's so silly and witty at the same time. You know what I mean? And just kind of dancing in all these different lanes between being like silly, but yet like skillfully lyrical. But, you know, (laughs) yo, this thing, I don't know, man. This thing is nice, man. Like, I mean, a lot of people hate, man. A lot of people have have really been hating for a while, but you can't, man. You can't, dog. You can't. You can't.
1: can't. Awesome. It's literally impossible. There's no rapper that has that that like has had such a run painting such pictures, dropping hits and mixtapes and features and lyrical shit, but having fun with it, with the flows, on everybody beats. Come on, man. Unstoppable. Who's yeah. the best? It's gotta be Wayne. There's nobody else.
0: Yeah, definitely the best, best rapper alive since the best rapper retired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. That was... Go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say, like, man, like, it'd be kind of cool. Well, the only thing I guess Wayne didn't really have – well, no, nah, he did have his beefs. I would have liked that I'd seen him have a battle. I mean, I guess him and Pusha T kind of went back, went back and forth a little bit, but – he was and then I guess him and Jay kinda had a thing, but I feel like that was more or less in the media. Like there was some there was some bars kinda traded for a little bit, but Yeah. You know, I think that was kinda like it was over a year or two period and I feel like, you know, they kinda just are like, All right, well, we're not really gonna spar. But I like how I mean, Jay does it I don't, I
1: don't think I ever actually heard Wayne just come at somebody,
0: like just straight up openly come at somebody. I wanna no. Maybe. Nah, it's just it's usually jabs. It's like it's subtle jabs, you know what I mean? Like, like him and Jay were like definitely going back and forth because I think Jay actually had like an interview that he did on like Double XL, one of those magazines, and they were talking about like, yo, is Wayne the best rapper? And he was like, ah, eh, he's up there, he's all right, but you know, he's got to get a couple of classic albums under his belt and shit like that. Back when ad- albums mattered and shit like that, and he was like, you know, he's got to just, he's got to, he's got a wholesome consistency. He's at the top of the game now, but I um, don't what he doing
1: before Carter too. Or before Carter three,
0: I think I think it was just after Carter two. I think it was like right before Carter three. So I guess it was kind of like one of those challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carter three, I don't I don't know if I still I don't know if I still call Carter three a, a classic. It has some 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 tracks on there. Uh, oddly enough, one of the favorite tracks I had on there was fucking one of my favorite tracks. on it was the album cut the jump that he did with Swiss. The uh, what was it like hip hop doctor or some shit like that. Uh, Damn.
1: That's your favorite track on there?
0: Uh, I mean, I, that was the one I was most impressed with. I'll say that. Uh, I mean, granted, like my favorite, I think I got to say, just because of like the whole impact of it all, a Millie. Like this nigga literally had a single that ran with no hook, and this nigga just was like literally running the track. Yeah, but and he killed America. Yeah, he killed it, and America loved it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, we haven't seen that. I, I haven't seen any. Like, I haven't seen anybody really try to do that. You know, but, but at least prior to that, nobody. Nobody had a track that they came out with where it was just straight up verses. And, you know, just all bars, no hooks, nothing to come back for people to kind of just come and, you know, recite, nah, man, nigga gave, gave you fucking 48 bars as just straight fire. And motherfuckers is in that motherfucker loving it, spitting it fucking word for word. I remember seeing this nigga on MTV. This nigga walk onto the stage from the crowd was man. He was handing the mic to people, and they were actually reciting the shit while he was saying it. And that's the thing, man. Like a million, man. That's not a. That's not an easy track to remember, man. No. No, no, no. That's like that's not a millionaire. I'm a young money millionaire. fresh in Nigeria, compared. Criteria to criteria to my career just disappeared. <laughs> I'm a very nervous like a menstrual bleed from the pencil lead from the sheep from the tablet of my mind. Cause I don't write shit because I ain't got time. That the second minutes I was the already dollar in the motherfucking power, in Allah or in the motherfucking shop. <laughs> you know, like
1: learn that, nigga. Huh? I said you had to sit down and decide to learn that because I, I done heard that song a million
0: times. I don't know none of that shit. Uh, honestly, it, it came to me one that I remember like the it was like the second or third time I heard it. And I remember uh, I was in a club and uh, I was I was I was just hanging out with some of the homies from work. And I actually got a chance to link up with my cousin. You know, he and I kind of lived rolling like different circles and shit like that. So, you know those times where you actually, like, in the same building with your peoples and shit like that, like, oh, shit, you got your homies and my homies and shit. Fuck it, man. We're going we gonna to fuck this shit up, man. We're going to have a crazy night tonight. So but I remember being in there just being, like, just drunk and high as shit. And, like, I remember, like, listening to the track. And it ran it a few times that night because I just came out, like, a couple days prior. I know that. Yeah, about a third time I kind of had it down just because, like, you know, it was almost in slow motion at that point, right? So it was just, you know. Yeah,
1: wow. I see, I see. Uh, yeah, word. Um, So uh, my kids asked me if I could flip the other day. <laughs> and I could, like I can, but I'm old, you know, so I don't want to just be doing it. <laughs> so I-, I showed them Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles. And I'm just happy as shit that I had two black
0: girls to show them. That was
1: killing shit. Yeah, they're
0: killing. They're killing it, man. Going hard. I mean, I didn't realize how short Simone Biles was, though, man. If you, if you actually see, I remember uh, seeing her do like a photo with LeBron. That's just crazy. Yeah, but you <laughs> can't make her take a picture next to LeBron. I I know, but that just kind of just makes. It, but but that's the thing, like you know, right? Like it makes it more dramatic, <laughs> obviously. Like next
1: the, me, nigga, she would look short. So if you yeah, put her in LeBron, nigga, she's gonna, look, <laughs> she's gonna look like a baby. She's gonna come up to his kneecap. Come on, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the case, man. So but that that's just funny kind of seeing that, you know. <laughs> but but it's funny because when, when you look at when you look at some of these gymnasts though, and they're out there, they don't necessarily look that short, I guess because of the way they do the cameras and shit like that, you know what I mean? So
1: Yeah, they're not standing next to nobody.
0: Yeah, exactly. So but apparently like, you know, and then also uh that space that they work with, you know what I mean? Like, it's actually a little smaller. They use, like, wide – I guess they use wide-angle cameras and shit like that to actually make it look a lot wider than it is. So, so all that, all that stuff that they're doing, like, they're running, like, they don't really have as much space to work with as you would think. So,
1: oh, yeah. So,
0: that shit – that, that's just a skill, man. So, especially, man, the way these motherfuckers do, you know what I mean, do a couple flips until a somersault and then twist around and then land that shit and then go – You just shit. talking
1: about the floor routine. Exactly. What about the pummel horse or the balance beam, nigga? Yeah, no. Or the uneven bars, but nigga. The shit that really break a nigga neck.
0: Nah, I used to know a nigga in college. I used to do that shit, man. I used to have like the utmost respect for him, man. Cause I'm like, and the funny thing is that you would kind of see him, and he wouldn't really like really look like you know, it's you know, it's muscular and it's stuff the- like that. But nah, but apparently it was it was a it was a, a crazy routine that he used to do like you know beforehand just to kind of get his muscles ready. Yeah. Like, kind of loosen up his body, so that shit was like kind of like looking at it, like a superhero. Like you would see that nigga before, and he was kind of just like look regular. Then once that nigga did like you know was warm up and prep, like you thought this nigga was like fucking like you know this nigga was juicing or some shit like that. Nigga looked like Wolverine, <laughs> you know, what I mean? just to get ready for that shit. I'm like, damn, dog. I'm like, yo, you took the fucking serum, dog. Like, what's up, man? Nigga eating sensu beans before you know what I mean getting in the fucking competition and shit. So, uh, damn, that's the. That shit, is, that shit is real, man. That's
1: the part about athletics that I really, really admire and shit, man. That fucking, that little discipline and shit where it's like, yeah, I got to do this shit real quick. I'm about to go in the lab. Then they come out eight hours later, a whole different nigga and shit. It's like, what the fuck was you in there doing, man? Who you went in there with? It? What, you ate them? Like, <laughs> crazy. I fucks with it, though. Um, yeah. You hear any new podcasts this week, yo?
0: Uh new podcast. Uh not really too much, man. Honestly, I've kind of been sticking with like a lot of the uh so people what's the name? B actually. Yeah, I shout him out. He's a frequent frequent, you know what I mean? Uh I frequent food? mention and shit like that. I guess in terms of like podcasts, I mean new episodes of a podcast. I like the uh Reggie Watts and uh Joe Rogan John. Uh yeah, that show is actually pretty cool. Uh Reggie Watts <laughs> is like Great. a really Yeah he's a really interesting guy, you know what I mean? So just a multi, multi multi-talented cat, you know what I mean? Comedian, musician, uh, activist, uh, actually an avid, avid car enthusiast and shit like that. Uh, (laughs) so it's kind of just interesting talking, listening to them talk and shit like that. Kind of getting some of the takes of everything that was going on, but, you know, having a good conversation, but adding levity to whatever thing that, that was going on and also educating at the same time. So, but it cool. I remember watching a special on uh, on Netflix. Uh, it was a little different from what he usually does because I remember seeing another special they had on YouTube and it was kind of like a, a mix of like, it was watching like a live action of Rick and Morty with a nigga performing and singing and dancing and shit like that. So, but at least I kind of, in my mind, I got like, I used to always confuse him with James Falteroy for some reason. But now that nigga like, you know, now I remember him from being him and shit, so.
1: Did you see uh, Stephen A. talk to Michael Eric Dyson?
0: Uh, actually, I still didn't watch that episode, man. I put, like that was like what Wednesday or Thursday, Monday's episode. He had what? Well, Who do you have? He had fucking Michael Eric Dyson. He had Charlemagne. He had Keith Ellison. He he had a squad on that episode, man. Actually, you know, I'm, that's gonna be that's gonna be tomorrow morning's thing, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have that on while I do all my shit, man. Cause... All
1: right, <clears throat> I ain't gonna bring it. I ain't gonna talk about it right now, though. But uh. Fucks with
0: Michael Eric Dyson though. uh, Michael Michael Eric Dyson been the man for a minute, man. So, like, I don't necessarily always agree, but honestly, just
1: bigger for a minute though. I can give him that credit.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, but just but just his his approach to debate and presenting his ideas, and when he's on TV, like, like (laughs) I like watching him actually go on, like you know, some of these. uh, Like, I like watching him go on like Fox News and all that shit like that, because you know, like when they when they kind of question like black people or particularly like like, you know left leaning people. Or just anybody that I didn't
1: agree with. That's why.
0: Yeah. Isn't so like,
1: like he actually knows the premise of debates. Like he 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 studied logic. He knows how to do it. But most people don't. Most people just go in there to fucking argue. Yeah. So yeah, kind of cool having a nigga like that to represent. But I wish we had more than one.
0: Uh, there's there's a few out there. Uh, I think. Uh, but you know they're they're being uh they're being co opted. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I personally can't
0: really name very many of them. Uh, uh well, you got you got him. Who you got? Uh, I mean, you actually, got a guy from our city, uh Mark Lamont Hill. So, uh, yeah, but I don't know. I think I think he's kind of. I don't. I don't know. I think he's kind of blacklisted in, in media right now, though, because I know he used to be on. I know he started off on Fox. Oddly enough, the funny thing is that he was actually one of my teachers in high school. Actually, uh, really. Yeah, actually, uh freshman mm-hmm. year before I, before yeah before I transferred schools and shit. He was actually one of the teachers there and he was actually my he took over as my media culture teacher actually oddly enough it's the funny thing right so uh and I remember when he came in That was like kind of like towards like the end of the year because I guess the main teacher she either resigned or left had some personal stuff but he came in and like his approach to media culture and everything like that was just like really different because he was like one of the first school teachers I had uh that was like really really pro-black you know what i mean like wasn't quite wasn't kind of like one of those things where you got the teacher you know that'll kind of pull you to the side at the end of the day or like you know at some point and then you know kind of you know tell you to get your act together because a b and c like he was literally like you know what i mean like talking about media culture and shit like that and just saying like all right man so let's look at this picture of these guys here we'd actually look at magazines and he would actually say like okay so what what is this saying to you here like you know what i mean like you know this advertisement that they have this black woman on right now like what is this saying? Like, what is it representing and stuff like that? You know, you know, look at the way she's dressed. You know what I mean? Like what, what is this saying to society? You know, like not just the brand, but you know, brands like, you know, they, they sell a lifestyle and everything too. So, so I like,
1: He's actually you know, in in getting, their minds and shit.
0: Yeah. So that was kind of cool, but it's funny because he gave me an a, and then like, I, we found out that like, I was supposed to get straight A's. I, I thought I was getting straight A's to end that fucking, uh, to end that quarter and shit. And one of the teachers, uh, this motherfucker, gave me a B. And he was like, damn, he gave you a B? Fuck, man, I only gave you an A because everybody else gave you an A. Shit, I gave you ass a B, too. Fuck, that ain't right. We got to go to the office. <laughs> and I was like, well, it don't matter. It's my last day. <laughs> I'm out of here. He's like, hold on, what, you leaving, dog? I was like, yeah, I got to transfer out. He's like, oh, man, we should have this conversation before. So it was kind of funny because, you, know, you know, obviously, like, you know, I haven't got like that, but. I remember years later in college, he was actually one of the professors there. And I remember meeting him there and just kind of just talking to him and shit like that. So, and he's like always saying like, yeah, man, you know, come into class and shit. But I remember then I was kind of like struggling with a major and he was just trying to tell me to go into AFM studies and shit like that. And I was like, man, y'all niggas trying really hard to get these, these drafting people into there. And I appreciate it, but, you know, I gotta, I gotta do other things out here, man. So other than, you know, but He's great. He's great because he's like, you know, really active uh, definitely in the media. I remember he had a show on VH1, actually, and he was actually bringing these things up while still like interviewing people from like love and hip hop. So he's kind of like educating them. He's kind of bridging that gap. Right. Of kind of just trying to find a way to use the culture uh, that everybody complains about, quote unquote, to actually like, you know, leverage those eyeballs to actually like, you know, get people to do better and know better. And uh that's great. I mean, but like you said, like yeah, kinda outside of him though, it's not really too many more though.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Like I just I just wikipedia them and the first thing they got under his name is American Academic. So yeah, yeah I, I mean those academics, man, those those guys are those guys. Me personally, I dropped out of college. Um uh so one more thing happened. You heard about the boy Grant Napier? The announcer from the Kings and shit. Sacramento. Nah, nah. All right, so Boogie, good old Boogie Cousins. He he hit this nigga up and was like, "Yo, so Grant, how do you feel about Black Lives Matter?" Public, public as shit. <laughs> and, Grant was, and Grant was like, "All lives matter, every single one." That nigga got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and like everybody was like, "Damn, this is like it was kind of a halfway outrage and shit." But like Chris Webber weighed in, whole bunch of former Kings weighed in, and it was like, "Yeah, we always knew about that nigga. He always been man. That's just Grant showing his natural colors, man. That's just Grant being Grant." So yeah, that happened. I thought that was fucking hilarious because Boogie just basically trolled the shit out of Ball. Easy, easy troll.
0: So, I remember I, I was talking to someone earlier about earlier this week, and they were talking about the whole like all lives matter thing. And they were like saying, like, yeah, all lives matter. And I was like, no, nah, they do. But the issue is, is that like, you know, nobody's spilling
1: speci- white people.
0: Yeah. You, and the issue is, and the, and the issue is that, you know, like there's a specific thing that we're trying to highlight that we're trying to fix here. And you just yelling, all lives matter doesn't really you haven't really made any strides to actually help you're just really just trying to undermine and kind of diminish the actual movement so it's funny because you know actually having a conversation over like a half hour just trying to get that point across I actually saw a meme that somebody actually posted and it was like kind of like you know how stupid people or how ignorant people that say all lives matter uh look so it's like it's like for instance like if you go to like a breast cancer awareness place and the motherfucker you had a Breast Cancer Awareness Rally and the motherfucker comes up and says, no, all cancers matter. And it's like, yeah, nigga, all cancers matter, but we're really here <laughs> with all of our resources to fight breast cancer. So, you know, you want to help us fight breast cancer? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, or, you know, are you going to just sit here and just complain that we're trying to, you know, that we're talking about breast cancer? or some shit like, you know. Somebody like, yeah. saying like no no means no, you know what I mean? Like oh well, all words matter and all people matter, or fucking like save the whales. Nigga saying like all my animals matter. Nah, they all animals matter, but we're bringing attention to this here. So if we're bringing attention to this here, then nigga, since it all matters, this matters too. So help us, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm.
1: there's but, also there's also the uh, the fact that like like by saying Black Lives Matter, at least I think that most people are they're not trying to make they're not trying to elevate a black life to me more than any other race's life. They're trying to elevate a black life to me much as these other races life out here. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because niggas is disadvantaged and niggas just trying to get equal. That's all. But niggas don't want to see that. Like, you know, woeful ignorance. It's like, how many times do you really have to explain it? It's the same exact thing as the flag thing. It's like, we like you explain it,
0: yeah, yeah. Like the like, motherfuckers, like everybody. Everybody knows the story Damn. now. Like, like he, everybody knows that Colin Kaepernick asked one of his teammates, who happened to be a former soldier. No, I wasn't. What team. was the it
1: best? Was media. It was one of the media guys, but oh,
0: media guys, and he was. He was and he he was,
1: down, he was sitting down at the games, and the media guy walked up to him and was like, "Yo, what's up?" <laughs> and he was like, "I'm doing it because of this." And he was like, "All right, well." I think that a good way of doing it would be like, because of this, to do it this way. And he told him to kneel. And he said, kneeling is actually respecting the flag, if anything. So he knelt. And that was that. And the media is still doing interviews to this day because he still has his job. Mm -hmm. And that's the
0: funny thing is, and I, I, has it, have any, have too many people actually really talked to him? I haven't actually heard him actually speak publicly. uh,
1: The Odd Couple, my favorite fucking sports, you know, commentary team. Uh, on Fox Sports, they interviewed him last week. I think his name is like it's not it, I think it's Hoyer or, or or Boyer or something like that. But yeah they uh, interviewed him last week. Let me see if I can pull it up before shit yeah. gets cool.
0: But that's the thing. I think at, at this point everybody knows the name. Everybody knows the story. And um,
1: the niggas came at him. Niggas came at him too like
0: Oh for real they were like yo why would you say why would you suggest that this the there's
1: Yeah kind of- they they was trying to discount his service. So he was like, man, fuck, I got to stand with, like, I got to make it clear who I stand with.
0: <laughs> like, and That's the big thing, because there's, there, and a lot of people say, like, it disrespects, like, our soldiers, but there's plenty of soldiers that actually support, you know what I mean? God, so it's kind God, of to thing the that works.
1: And that's what, that's what pints me off, man. It's like, I seen black soldiers, like, bro, don't fuck about that, nigga? I want, I want equal rights. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, we fight, but we don't fight for the flag, nigga. We fight under flag, but we'll we fight under fight for fucking the people here in this country. What are you talking about, cuz? Like, niggas is stupid. Yeah, they are, man. It's niggas man. is fucking evil and stupid. That's what it comes down <laughs> to. Motherfuckers is evil and stupid, man. Drake Fromm. Drake From Jake Jake Fromm from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Buffalo been fucking up too, cause you know all them Buffalo cops. It was like 57 Buffalo cops this week that fucking uh resigned. Cause that yeah, well, cause-
0: well, they, well that's the thing. They didn't resign though. They didn't resign. They just they resigned themselves from doing any emergency work. Let's just say that.
1: Oh, they 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 dismantled that little team. That's what they did. They dismantled that team.
0: No, no, no. They didn't even – they didn't resign. They said – they resigned in, in effect. So, essentially, they're not going to – put it this way. They're still going to keep their jobs. They just actively aren't going to do their jobs. That's the big thing.
1: Oh, okay, well, fuck them.
0: They shouldn't yeah. do more.
1: They should pretty much be bankrupted. That whole fucking police organization if they're going to pay them niggas based on what they said. That's stupid. Anyways, Jake Palm from Buffalo Bills. He also said guns need to only be allowed to be in the hands of elite white men. (laughs) He said he was joking. He was joking. It was a text from some girl. He was texting some girl. And she actually is heavy as fuck in the movement. So she was like, that shit was just bothering her over time. And she was like, man, he said that to me years ago. And I know, it don't seem right, but if I'm in the if I'm in this movement, then I have to bring these things up. So she outed the shit out this nigga, and I hope he. got Um, yeah, she was like, I didn't, I don't necessarily want for him to get fired, but I do want for him to have to own up to it and have so to own up to
0: yeah, and to yeah, and it's for what he said. So, yeah, uh, and that's that's pretty funny in itself, though, because. Uh, I think he caught, the, he caught the Donald Sterling and shit like that you know what I mean? <laughs> he was texting to talk to some chick and shit like that and she outed his ass so uh, that's funny and we we'll are probably end up seeing a lot more of that going forward man uh, but just to kind of get back to your point about like uh, bankrupting the police so this is a big move right now to actually defund uh, the police and everything like that do you think that's really necessary do you think we need to be defunding the police or we need to be I think we need to restructure the I police think need
1: more so than defunding. Uh, All right. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's see. I don't know enough about this to speak on this issue, and I don't think that I should. But okay. since I have a platform, I have a platform in which I share my opinion, I will share my uneducated opinion. And I know that I feel like we need to be, if there is policing going on, we need to be policed by people who actually live around here. Uh, and that way they can, they can, when they deal with us, they deal with us as, as one of their own. And you know, cause if dehumanization is the issue, then why the fuck would you go get people who never met me and don't look like me and never met nobody like me to get guns and come and stand next to me. So personally, I do think that if we go and do something that, will, that would probably be like a less drastic measure Um, but at the same time, I hate the prison system as it is, the private prison system. And when you really do think about all of the motherfucking quotas that motherfuckers got to fill and the motivations behind policing, when you think about serving and protecting, when's the last time you seen a cop serve or protect any fucking body, bro? Dead ass serious. All them niggas do is speed down the street, skip the lights, beat niggas up, and then bother people, harass motherfuckers. Like I see them niggas at the Dunkin Donuts skipping in the line, man. It's just, it's ass. Like, I don't call cops. I personally haven't called a cop since, I haven't called a cop since I saw a kid fall and hurt himself and hit his head and I ain't want nothing to do with it. So I call, I call uh, an ambulance. 911 and shit. Should... I called 911 I told him where it was. Other than that, I ain't never called no fucking cops. So I don't look at them niggas like the authority. And I know most of the people that I'm around and the, I don't live no type of crazy ass, like illegal lifestyle. So that's me talking. I know a lot of the people that I'm around and a lot of people that I grew up with got pretty much the same mentality. They ain't called no cops when shit go down. So, cause we gonna go to jail if that happens. So for the most part, I don't believe in that system and that system is backwards. And it is something that we was all raised up on and we all raised to believe in. But if you think about it, putting niggas in jail, ain't never solved shit. So no,
0: it actually makes the problems worse. Uh, what they call it recidivism? I think that's the big issue. Yes, I think
1: you keep going back, and that becomes your lifestyle, and that's all you know.
0: Yes, Well, because I, I think with jail culture, obviously, like you know, with the with the for-profit prison system and things like that, uh, that definitely, essentially, like you know, the culture that a lot of people are, are complaining about. I think that's actually jail culture, and because we actually put so much in prison, put so many people in prison,
1: they just get uh, better at people the crime, in prison,
0: bro. They just yeah, get better yeah. at
1: committing crimes.
0: Yeah, and There's I think no
1: that's the, they don't have any other options to get jobs, so it just makes it worse.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the big issue, right? And we don't even look at this. You know, we're supposed to be living living in a capitalistic society, but we don't even look at like the market ramifications and some shit like this, right? You know, like a motherfucker's is actually selling drugs because drugs pay selling drugs pays more than actually having a real real job. You know what I mean? In, in a lot of cases, uh, well,
1: not in, not in as many as many as many people think.
0: Not as but 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 put it this way, you know <laughs> in terms of just like you know like the end to end of it all, you know, obviously, like you know, but the thing is with selling drugs, the risk premium to selling drugs in a sense adds a higher wage than what you would probably get if you worked a entry level job at all right say, check this out. You know
1: i mean i listen, bro, I know you pretty well, you don't sell no drugs, I don't sell no drugs either, but I have. A little bit, only a little, but a little, and I can mm-hmm. tell you, I could tell you that there's a certain level that you got to be doing the shit for it to even matter. And yeah. I can also say, I can also say, let's say for instance, when I was bartending, when I was bartending, my standard for earning became like two to four to five hundred dollars a day, right? And I was like, all right, that's enough to live off of. That's how much a person should be making. If you sell and we. To make about two to four to five hundred dollars a day it's a lot of weed you gotta sell a good bit you gotta sell about a pound if you get in good prices you gotta sell about a pound a day to make about three four hundred dollars off of that y'all you know? um, and then it depends on how you're breaking it up but <clears throat> you still gotta move a good bit of it now if you want to break it down into how many hours you spend in doing this shit and whether or not it's your lifestyle like if you on some alright I got 8 hours that I do or I'm just around the clock bam that's all I do around the clock if you selling cocaine you're making money yeah. on any level on any level you're making money i don't suggest it's kids but uh a lot of that other stuff it might not it might not flow the same way like standing there but you know at the same time crack that's going to make you money heroin crack make you money pills Plus, yeah, pills. But the pills is harder to find. But if you can find them, that's going to make you money because that's usually, like, better profit. But anyway, point is, man, I think that it's probably most – in most cases, I've I found that, you know, working ain't that hard compared to selling drugs, man, because selling drugs is work, man. That shit is real work. That shit is real work. Uh, But, yeah, I guess I'm not right. I guess I guess you can make way more money if you do it, like, all the time.
0: Well, I guess that's the main thing, right? Like, I think obviously people want to just. I guess, I guess my thinking about it is the fast money aspect of it, right? It's a little faster because when you're selling it, then in there, you got cash in hand right there. Uh, rather than, you know, working, flipping burgers, waiting to see your check every two weeks. <laughs> or or you know? not
1: flipping burgers, like fucking working some other type of retail or, or doing nursing or something like that. Something every two weeks, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe I, maybe I don't know.
0: No, but I, but I guess it's just kind of like, uh, the the opportunity aspect of, I guess that's, that's kind of a big thing. But, you know, we're also, we're talking about like, you know, the whole prison industrial system and shit like that, you know, just in terms of like, you know, with, uh, how, how time is given for crimes and shit like that. Uh, how, you know, how if you can afford a lawyer, you know, is the thing is sometimes, man. You know, they there have been studies where, like, you know, people have actually done the same crimes, but depending on what type of lawyer they have, like, you know, they probably get either they definitely get less time, in some cases even no time, just because you know, if I get you know the biggest hotshot lawyer in the city, who's the who's the tall black ball and the fucking the the, the tall short, short white ball that you see on the train and shit like that all the time. You know what I mean? If you pull, if you pull yeah. yeah, I mean if you pull if you pull up if you pull up in, with them guys. You know what I mean? You're hearing, you know what I mean. The, the judge is probably going to throw that shit out. Like, oh shit! All right, well, fuck it, nah. It's not even worth it going with these guys and shit like that. You know what I mean? They go find some more trouble than we even need right now. But you know, if you got a public defender who's literally just throwing shit at the wall, you know what I mean, just to see if you can get, you know, just to see if it sticks, then it's not gonna work. You know. Uh, but I think that's that's one of the things, and that come that comes back to uh, that whole like wealth inequality type of thing, right? Uh, I think that's weird, man. So, like, you know, getting in extreme debates, you know, because, like, you know, we talk about this whole thing of, like, systemic racism uh, and just a lot of the issues. I mean, three of the key issues being, like, you know, uh, education, uh, like, school district and shit like that. Uh, then, like, just the fallouts of, like, redlining policies and shit like that. Uh, I don't even want to really get into unconscious bias uh, and prejudice and shit like that, because I think that's, like, a – we could probably have a whole episode on that. But – Factor in just like you know things are just like redlining and things like that. Like I was doing some research on the civil rights movement, uh, and they're like when the legislation got passed, it was like what 1964. Uh, they had an addendum in 1968, and a lot of people forget that in 1988, Congress actually passed something that actually rolled back some of the housing discrimin- discrimination protections that were actually in the law. So that's weird. So you're talking about like in 1988. <laughs> 20 years, you know, some 20 some odd years, you know, after that law had actually been in effect, you know, uh, and God knows that how many, like, you know, how many challenges in court, like, you know, we're actually, you know, challenging the law, you know, for all the years prior, but, you know, just looking at just like the, how did I say it? The opposition is just, for, you know what I mean? Kind of just letting things take place and like let niggas actually get a, hand, get a chance to actually get ahead, you know, it's just kind of bullshit, man and the willful ignorance of that aspect and like you know making investments and just policing people rather than just making investments and just trying to get people to do better you know what i mean that like well get not even get people to do better just to get better things around people is bullshit. like you know what i mean like and you well,
1: ever met somebody, somebody at the job and had a conversation with him and then you walk away from that conversation you'd be like yeah he definitely say nigga when he at
0: home <laughs> I mean, well, definitely in my job. My job now, <laughs> I see yeah. quite a few of those, man. You know, a lot of people come through yeah. with their hats on and shit like that. So, uh, so
1: with that said, uh, that's the government, and that's the that's the general. That's a, That's more people than I I hoped it would be. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of people, man. That's that's the thing. Like, you know. And somebody was saying, like, you know, like, man, like, they were saying, like, yeah, do you realize that, like, you know, people that were born in the 50s that were going through this, they're, like, near retirement age now. And I'm like, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, you grew up in the 50s with that mentality. You're near retirement age. So, so, so you're, yeah, they got kids. Well, not even just to mention their kids, but you got to think, like, they've had this mentality and they've been moving and they've been in the mainstream of society in the workplace in your institutions in government, business, actually government. doing things, yeah, like making decisions, setting policies, like you know, and you know, the, for at least at least thirty years, at least thirty years, and just to think that there was policies and everything going on before that, so yeah. and probably you
1: know, more actively than most of the people in our community as well.
0: Yeah, so you know, so when people try to argue and say like, yeah, there's no systemic racism, not like it was before, but it still is there. We're still dealing with like a lot of the de facto things that are there, and we're still dealing with a lot of the fallout for that shit there. And you know, to sit here and you know deny that this even happened, you a goddamn liar, man. You motherfucking liar, man, and you're ignorant, man. Like willfully ignorant. And I don't know, man. It's just it's it's frustrating, frustrating. But
1: should we apologize to white people for all the shit we just said? No, no. Uh, but I will say this, uh, I got a lot of white friends.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, I, but I love all my white friends. I mean, shit. I love my white family. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got white motherfuckers in my family, literally. So yeah. I mean, shit, I got, you know, so, I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, I, I want them to grow up, you know, no, like put it this way. I want them to grow up not necessarily like being overly knowledgeable and stuff and feel like they have to apologize for everything they do. Obviously, man, like, you know, like nobody's looking for like special treatment or anything like that, man. I think it's just want equal treatment, man. That's all.
1: Yeah. Straight up. Like, yo, I mean, when, I, when I started working at a, uh, at a bar and shit, and I went and like smoked weed with all the homies and shit afterward, we went to the one homie crib and, you know, he had a pit bull and shit. And like, I was the only black person there and everybody else was like from Jersey and like Delaware and shit. And, uh, I'm like, just hanging out and they they we smoking the weed and they made me feel real comfortable and shit and certain things happen and shit and I'm walking home and we walking home together and certain things will happen and like you could you could even ask niggas like him because they've witnessed it like or he's witness, he's witnessed it where it's like we'll be we'll be walking and like cops will like pull up and like slow down and start looking at me And then my white homie will come out of the store and be like, damn, yo, that's fine. And as soon as my white homie come out of the store, the cops pull away. And he's like, yo, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They was really trying to get me till you came up. Wow, right? (laughs) Yep. Everyday shit. And like shit like that. And like I get to the crib and they sitting there making me feel comfortable. And they like, yeah, it's crazy. Like it was story like my hometown, man. I got a friend, man. I grew up with like literally this kid's at my house every single day. He's like a brother to me. But like we get pulled over. We're sm- we're all smoking. He doesn't even smoke, man. He's driving. He's fucking dead sober. He's driving. We're all smoking. And uh he da. He gets pulled out of the car. He gets beat up. They tell us to go home. Da-da-da. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. What happened after that? It was like, yeah, hey, my mom made a big shit about it and got him out. I'm like, all right, that's good. That's crazy though. But that's life. And like they made me feel fucking comfortable by telling me stories like that. And letting me know, like, yo, we understand, bro. We worry about you, like shit, like that. And I
0: appreciate. <laughs> and that's that's a good. That's the, that's the worst thing, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's one thing I don't want anybody to have to work. Well, I don't want anybody worrying about me, period. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but that's uh, like But listen, yeah, though, I mean? listen, but, but my perspective,
1: but, listen. My perspective is that that shit, I appreciated that, and I want nothing more than that. I want nothing more than for somebody to be like, yeah, man, it's rough out here for y'all, niggas, man. We got help. got keep y'all safe. <laughs> it's wild. Like. Y'all a national treasure. <laughs> Come on, man. Literally, literally,
0: literally, literally. So that's the funny thing, man. So motherfuckers fucking up the gooses, man. Fucking with yeah. the gooses. Uh, but yeah, and then that kind of takes me back. Remember that time we were actually out the uh we were actually grabbing a grub, uh, the spot near me and our and our uh, waiter and shit like that, and he was talking about he was from uh Alabama and shit. He was saying how uh, you know, he was he was a gay guy and he was talking about how, you know, he had his partner and stuff like that. And obviously bringing his partner home is one thing, which is one big fuss in itself, but he's just saying how, like, you know, don't go outside of the city and don't be out at night as a black person in Alabama in certain parts because you may not and make it the, back.
1: And the crazy thing is you may not make it back. That's, that's, that's like, that's the most simplest way to put the most egregious thing. But, and the crazy thing about it is, like, Alabama, that shit right next door to Georgia, dog. You fuck around and just wander in by accident and shit. So.
0: So it's definitely man a, a, a lot of work man and i think uh having you know this magnifying glass and having this flashlight and shit like that here is is definitely a big thing uh and it's pretty cool cuz <laughs> you know you saw last weekend fucking anonymous came back and shit like that so, so they yeah. actually yeah so they've actually been like shutting down like you know a lot of different radio waves and hacking a lot of server a lot, a lot of servers a lot of police stations and kind of just like exposing like a bunch of just 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 fuckery that you just see that's going on what policing?
1: I, I appreciate that let me give you a crazy new perspective after i say something about this topic real quick uh okay. uh crazy new perspective all right this topic how you feel about nike with the 40 million over four years and jordan brand with the 100 million over 10
0: years how you feel about that um mm. <laughs> so I was talking about this with some homies last night. So the first response that everybody had was that man, it's a tax. It's a tax write-off anyway, man. So they're gonna get it back anyway. Uh, but on another end, it's great because they're buying back into people because you know with all the black, all the money that fucking black people didn't gave them all their all this time and shit like that. Uh, with the, with the, the the human capital and the advertising that motherfuckers just have, just having their shit on and wearing oh. it, uh, <laughs> making it popular. Uh, it's great, man. You know what I mean? just, to, just kind of see like a, the investment in the community, uh, you know, kind of just giving back, you know, because people give and give and give to these companies. And a lot of times all you really get is a better product, but now you're getting a little bit more than a better product. You're getting something that's actually going to help you. So where the money goes, how it's spent, when it's spent, you know what I mean? The devil's definitely in the details there, but, you know, if if oh. is going to donate some money to actually help and they want to actually help, like literally help, then you know great
1: yeah well uh i feel like i, I was real happy about them standing in solidarity with cat more so than i was about the money but mm-hmm. with the money though i do i do feel like like all right like their ceo well who used to be their ceo uh mark parker um, was it phil
0: nate no phil nate was before that i think actually
1: yeah no mark parker was uh he actually was their ceo up until last year up until the end of 2019 but his 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 salary was like 13 mil a year 14 mil a year so like a nigga could argue that the ceo now with inflation is probably going to make about 60 mil a year over the next four years so them niggas giving 40 mil to this shit ain't don't mean nothing to me at all for real for real. when you look at it like that um
0: but yes and no because honestly niggas can give nothing and it wouldn't be nothing, you know what I mean? So, I mean, no, honestly, I'm like, like,
1: like I, was, I was happier that they stood in solidarity with Cap, that was bigger to me, yeah. yeah kept, so, I'm I think it's
0: so, but I, I think it's, I think it's, it's both. I mean, I think it's, you're still gonna see more solidarity going forward, but I think the money, you know, to, to go along with things, I think that does, yeah, is it's not gonna hurt, let's just say that, you know what I mean? So, I mean, did you
1: see the niggas, uh, protesting at Adidas.
0: Yeah, <laughs> niggas was in there rocking fucked up Adidas at the at the protests and shit like that. That was that was interesting because they, they they didn't uh, think about their stance with it. Uh, and it's funny because you would think something like that would probably have come about just because you know Con, the whole Kanye Adidas thing. Uh, Kanye actually came out of the woodwork and shit like that and actually talked about a lot of this shit. Well, he didn't talk about anything actually. He just gave a lot of money to, no, his he family just gave to some bread the family, he gave I some should. bread to George Floyd's family, showed up at a couple of the protests and shit like that. So yeah.
1: He so, gave him like he gave him like two million, I think.
0: Yeah, so he did. He did I mean, shit. This put it this way, man. The motherfuckers want to give somebody money, you know. Best person to get the money to. You know, Bye. definitely that, def, definitely that family. Oh yeah, and he said, yeah, he paid for the funeral, and then he said he put money on a. He opened up a college fund for uh, for George Floyd's daughter. That's why. So, so he's that's a part of, part of college, so. That's, that's hey. Can't blame. Can't can't get mad
1: at a nigga for that. All right, okay. so my crazy, my crazy new perspective is basically, uh, we are the lost tribes of Israel. If you, if you niggas listen to Kendrick Lamar and you believe that nigga, then at least give some thought to it. But basically, ahead. yeah,
0: can I continue on? Because I was, was going to ask you about that. Uh, well, <laughs> you, as before, you get into this. Did you listen to? Well, we can do good hit to you later, but have you listened to? that? In the context of all this, have you listened to Pimple P- P- Butterfly or to uh, Damn? Nah.
1: I listen to damn, but not. I, mean, I ain't hear nothing that was particularly crazy about that and damn. But anyway, uh, so anyway, with that said, like, all of this stuff is biblical. All of it is like it was, it was foretold is <laughs> all in Revelation. I was checking that shit out just the other night. So that's crazy and that's fun. And all of this is really, really interesting to me a little bit more now because of that stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, well, it's just funny kind of just listening to those albums. I thought I meant, the, I probably meant to sing you this shit, but I was probably just either too lazy or too high or too tired to actually sing this shit. But just like kind of like the companion albums, I think, at that time, because those albums both dropped. Well, uh, To Pimple Butterfly came out, I guess, like in 2015. At mm-hmm. late 2014, uh, D'Angelo came out with an album called Black Messiah, and they both kind of fit that and shit. And I remember it was funny because when Black Messiah came out I, uh, when I was working at the electronic shop and shit like that, he had a song called uh, The Charade. Uh, and I I love that song. And I remember like when I used to like demo headphones to people, I used to play that song to people and shit like that. So, and you know, this is D'Angelo. So a lot of people don't really know. But I remember one time I was actually like, I was demoing it and the dude came through and he was trying out some headphones. He was like, yo, you're a real brother for playing that song, dog. He's like, for real. He's like, and uh, he's like, you know what the funny thing is? D'Angelo actually my cousin. <laughs> he was like. <laughs> <laughs> he was like you know for better or worse <laughs> oh, good. so uh, you know so it was kind of crazy man i was like what he's like yeah he's like, yeah. he like yo, but he's like yo seriously man he's like yo, i appreciate you just even like even hearing that song today you know just randomly trying some headphones like that's amazing you know what i mean he's like you play that shit for everybody i was like yeah i mean like you know really good bassline, really good sound really good music i mean i figure most white people i mean kind of go over their head anyway and shit like that but you know people that i do understand is great you know but uh But then, you know, kind of had a conversation, like, how's he doing, how he's doing better and shit like that, you know, and everything like that. But, uh, but just that, you know, how those songs actually sound, but D'Angelo Messiah and the Pippa Butterfly, like those are like great, like Black Messiah and like the Pippa Butterfly, like great kind of like, I don't know, great, great albums for this time. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny, like they were like five years earlier in terms of like, you know, what was needing to be said, like, damn you know, you kind of hear this shit like, you know, like being like the lost tribes of Israel. Definitely, as you get towards the end of the album, that becomes like a little bit more of a, uh more obvious, you know, especially the song that he has with YouTube, YouTube and shit like that. Uh But it's funny because like, you know, even signs of all this is actually like out in the music. Um <laughs> Speaking of music, also Spotify, they have the whole fucking Black Lives Matter playlist and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. saw that. Did you listen to it? <laughs> Uh, I saw some of the tracks. I, I was just, just trying – I really went in there just to see how, how many tracks – how how deep I had to get in there to hear, we're going to be all right. that <laughs> so, so It was actually the second song in the jaw, so – and it's kind of cool That's
1: because – That's hilarious. Yeah. That's a good song. That's a damn good yeah. song.
0: I know. For Pharrell and that jaw, too, man, we going to be all right.
1: I know. Most people don't know that. He got to the point in his career where he don't got to stay featuring no more.
0: <laughs> so – but it's funny, but with the Black Lives Matter playlist, they actually have a thing to where you can actually add onto it as well, too. So it's pretty cool. I think they vet they it before you actually add the tracks, but it's, it's, it's nice, though.
1: Oh, I'm sure. You got to. I have my song right on there. I have my songs right on there.
0: Oh, should I just peep? Hey, got a UFC tonight? Okay. Okay, okay.
1: Oh, for real? Who fighting?
0: Hey, the headlining fight, actually, is uh, two women, actually. So Amanda Nunez and uh felicia spencer that's actually gonna be a little fight actually uh, Yo,
1: they got, i know a man in new York that's crazy i uh, do they got uh weight classes in the female fights
0: uh, i believe they do actually they do they do so i mean obviously it's not quite as many weight classes as you have with men but yeah. uh, i don't know man but now yeah, women mma fires fighters, fighters man they be getting it in man well i think i showed you the one fight man with two girls it was the uh chinese chick and the, uh one chick, what's her name, Z-chick or whatever? Yeah, uh, one
1: of these was crazy.
0: Yeah, dog, but the, yo, they were getting it in. Yeah, they were tagging the shit out of each other. It was crazy. But it like, was all man.
1: offense, bro. It was all offense, man. So, I don't like that. I can't watch girls fight in that sense. Like that shit was just vicious. That shit was like, well, a dunk, like and the bitch. Well, that's the thing dog. with those, those
0: with those two. They're really strikers, though. But when you see like like chicks that really get into like you know like you know. Uh, Jiu Jitsu and things like that, and they start doing the grappling and everything like that, and just you know that that's when it starts to get like pretty pretty crazy. And with the strike, I mean, most women need are that. strikers for the most part, but. look so it's a new way to help you build your credit. Sorry, <laughs> not so good. I heard that. Yeah. Ah oh, man, but. No, nah, it's funny that you, that you mentioned that. I remember uh, I started following this one dude on Instagram. He was posting, he was talking about this thing, uh, with credit call, uh, what, like with what trade lines and shit like that. So, and there, you know, a lot of people are starting to do that shit. Uh, and pretty much the trade lines are pretty much just like, you know, temporarily adding somebody on as an authorized user to your, uh, to your credit card. Uh, so essentially they get the history that you have. So if you know, if you have a credit card that you like consistently pay off and shit like that, you know, you can pretty much people will pay you to be an authorized user for however many months. So that yeah. way that should jump bo-
1: boost no. the credit
0: score. So that way, you know, you can kind of get in, you know, buy a house or shit like that and get back out. What's so.
1: funny is when I, uh, when I first tried to repair my credit, uh, like maybe three or four years ago, maybe even five years ago, I, that was, a, that was an option. Like you could do that. There was cards where you could do that. And a lot, mainly most of the cards, cause I went and looked it up online. Like, uh, a lot of the cards allow you to do that. You know how every card got different options and shit. But yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the cards will uh, allow you to put another nigga on it, and usually putting another nigga on it does result in that other nigga getting the credit for the shit that you're doing. And yeah. You know. So obviously, it's a risk because man, when you, know you try put me, me on, bro, when you try to put me on, you ain't gotta yeah. give me a card. That's the thing. You could yeah. put me on without actually handing me a card, so there's no risk.
0: Yeah, that's very true there too. So.
1: I don't uh, have this. I don't have any opportunity to fuck nothing up. I just <laughs> get credit for you. I just, you just, just like high school, baby. You just <laughs> allow you're just allowing me to get through, man. So, but yeah, and,
0: uh, yeah, we, yeah, we got a bad, yeah, that's the thing. I think we need to have, like, we need to orchestrate this shit, man. So we gotta actually like, you know, cause obviously like, you know, in the midst of all this shit, I know that the fucking backlash is just gonna be crazy. So I think self-sufficiency is gonna definitely be a very, very big thing. Uh, oh.
1: I'm investing Don't everything know. I got right now, bro. Everything so, I got.
0: So on a macro level, obviously, there's going to, be, have, to it's gonna have to be like a Black Wall Street 3.0. But I guess even like amongst the homies and shit like that, we got to kind of, even if we have a thing where we just figure it out, like, you know, like where I'm the, you know, one nigga is the fucking IT nigga. This nigga is the fucking plumber nigga. This nigga <laughs> is the fucking, you know, fucking mechanic nigga and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, this that shit I think we need to kind of just Man. The homies the I was about to
1: cry. Show? I was about to cry last week over that shit, cause I fucking I don't know if I told you about that nigga that was the the D three ball player who was going on tour basically, cause his homies held the camera and his homies edited the video and all of that. Basically a YouTuber, made it about himself, but his homies was doing all the work. And I was like, huh. see now why the fuck we can't do that? Why the fuck we can't just put all of our fucking resources and talents and skills together and just pull behind one nigga? and let him blow up and we all get paid every day just like motherfucking like employees nigga like but niggas ain't organized niggas is too selfish and all of that yeah. shit but yeah i mean
0: just imagine the motherfuckers that we mentioned here right like you know <laughs> well i guess three or three of the four of us actually have all personal brands and shit like that that you know we all doing and shit and Everything yeah. and agendas. So I think I think that's the main thing. It's gonna have to kind of just just align a little more. Your
1: Click is ritual. Click is rugged. Nobody. Yeah. Will Everyone will be each other's crutches.
0: So, but I don't know. I remember like I've been talking to B about some things, and this thing is like talking about like, yeah, man, I can't wait. Like you know, one day if we can all go on tour together and shit like that. I was like, that'd definitely be cool. with Pod tour, but we got a ways to go before you know we think of tours, live events. So maybe See, not as far. You, as I think. Nigga.
1: that's you. That's you. You don't have to think that way. Like I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to earn 30k a month. And I know that by the by the time my mind gets done, I'ma know how. I'm gonna figure it out. Same thing with right. this tour shit. Like if, if the nigga, if he's starting some shit today and he's thinking, all right, I'm gonna probably end up and be torn by the end of this year. He'll probably end up torn by the end of this year because he's planning to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's true. So you just have to be willing to plan for that expansion to have it that have it be a goal of yours, like, if you don't intend on doing it, then it's not going to do itself. You know what yeah, I'm saying?
0: That's true. that's true. I guess like me, I'm a, I'm a benchmark type of guy. And I think I need to stop thinking benchmark and start like, you know, start saying, fuck it. You know
1: what I yeah. Mean? I mean, I take a lot of risks. I'm a lot more of that guy than you are, but I mean, we could both stand to be a little closer to the middle.
0: Yeah. What's some other things we want to cover here?
1: I got my podcast review, uh complex sneakers. I never listened. To, I never listened to that John, honestly. But I do watch the people who host it, uh, the dudes from FSR and uh, Joe LaPuma and shit. So I might I might check it out at some point. But I can't really imagine listening to a sneaker podcast unless I, like, have every sneaker that they're talking about because I'm <laughs> a person. But, yeah, um, Complex Sneakers. They got a podcast.
0: I've uh, been listening to this thing, uh, this podcast called Accelerate the Great. Uh, by Nehemiah Davis and shit like that. So, uh, really great podcast. Pretty much is giving like you know people just like advice and hints to kind of just like get forward, start your own business, things like that. So, really good information. Uh, really informative, and it's really helpful. So, check them out. You know Do that again? Accelerate to great. Yep. Uh, and two. two uh, number two. Uh, not uh, TO Number two. Okay. So, accelerate to great. So, All right. Word. You want to get a shout-out? Yeah, I guess so. Shout-out
1: to John Boyega.
0: Shouts out to that nigga, man. He he was about it, dog. He said, like, listen, dog, if you don't fuck with what I'm saying, if you uncomfortable with what I'm saying, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you don't fuck with me anyway,
1: you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Girl, And that's the really... Somebody had to say it. That's the, uh... <laughs> That's really he got he got to the heart of it. He really got to the heart of it, and I, I love the fact that it was received all positively. I don't, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong, they ain't saying that shit in front of me. The niggas is hating on them, but yeah, I don't see nobody hating on them. So yeah, shout out to that nigga. Uh,
0: I gotta give a shout out to my mom. Uh, I was actually kidding with her yesterday, and just having to talk about all this. Uh, so, yeah, so.
1: she's a, she's, a, she's a deep thinker. What she was
0: hoping. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like you know, she's definitely like you know, very, 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 very. You're like, very, I told
1: you, nigga. I fucking told you.
0: Well, not necessarily, because I mean, with her, you know, she's very, you know, obviously very Christian, man. Very, very Christian.
1: conservative as fuck, of course.
0: Nah, not necessarily conservative on uh, you know nah, some you know, things, but you
1: don't know what conservative is, my nigga.
0: Uh, all right, what is conservative?
1: Conservative means you have old ass ideals and values which typically align with your politics. And the politics, they do kind of switch up here and there because everybody's got their little hot button issues. But for the most part, like I said, old world values.
0: Nah, I mean, the, the big issue that she had, the biggest she that she had with was just the, the looting shit, you know what I mean? That's Everybody the big thing a Everybody got a problem. Yeah, so her, so her, so her thing, know? like her, her view on it was kind of like, damn, man, it's like, it sucks because like, you know, we're out protesting and with the looting and shit like that. It's like, it's a little embarrassing. Guess uh, what,
1: though. No. that's what though. No. No. the they, made people pay attention though.
0: No. Yeah, and I think that's, 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 the, that's the news
1: and the news and the, news, the looting made white people scared, which got
0: yeah, me. Yeah, and I think that was the big that was the big point that you know I was making her that like you know, like you know's been, been out here walking and protesting yeah, for a long time. So but it wasn't they, until yeah, it wasn't until motherfuckers actually got out there and they realized that motherfuckers actually really angry. and like you know well you know this the safety of you know motherfuckers material goods might actually be at risk then motherfuckers realize like damn all right yeah this is really a problem so yes but you know kind of just talking to her and having having some wisdom imparting some wisdom and uh giving me like a unique perspective perspective of it because obviously you know like everything that we talk about you know she always ties back to the bible uh so, not even just like, you know, revelations sure. and like everything like that, but you know, kind of just like, oh, no, but you
1: know, the actual value.
0: Yeah. Like so, Mark,
1: just, what Mark and Peter and them niggas was talking about.
0: But I guess uh, also, the, what was it like, uh, Joshua in the wall, I guess, or was it Jeremiah or Joshua in the wall or something? Yeah. Like that. The wall. Yeah. It was Joshua. Yeah. And they actually something like they walked over the, the wall, you know what I mean? Days and like kind of just, you know, people just like, you know, just making fun of them and everything like that. Well, the and point then, of that uh, was that they
1: follow God's orders and his orders were completely like weird. And it didn't yeah. make sense. And they basically they walked around the wall and then they blew the horn and then the wall fell down. And
0: yeah, and it I, fell instead of falling inward, it actually fell outward. So it didn't actually destroy it. So when they were able to get in there, you know, they didn't have to actually destroy all the infrastructure and everything like that just to be able to go in there and get the city.
1: But then, but know. then
0: everything, but then, but then everything that came after, you know, pretty much them just saying like, "Yo, don't take anything," you know what I mean? And you know, the, the following stories that, that that follow with that, you know, so.
1: Yeah, anything you take is gonna end up cursing you basically.
0: Yep. So so that was uh definitely quite a bit of lessons, just some things you gotta interpretate interpret from all that as well too. So Yeah, that's real shit though. So that's
1: real shit. So I'm glad I'm glad she brought that up. That was good. I could use that. I could use that. I ain't no looter though. It's not my value system. <laughs> <laughs> uh shout out to Chris Broussard, he's been out here. Being a Christian and shit, and talking all that black empowerment shit on TV. Like I said, I a couple he wasn't there when uh when uh the boy got interviewed, the boy that uh told Captain Neil. But yeah, he he been on every other show, fucking doing his part, talking to these niggas. Like so, yeah. Shout out to him. I really appreciate him giving a, a balanced ass perspective to most of this, and he he he's like being real militant about it. And he's explaining everything like mad, perfect. But at the same time, he's like, "We only want." He's explaining what we want. He's like, "We only want to be considered the same way that you are considered." <laughs> That's it. So yeah, shout out to that guy.
0: Uh, I guess a, a anti shout out. Shouts out to the woefully ignorant. <laughs> uh. Shouts out to man these these L's. You guys might actually be taking over the next few weeks. Uh, I'm just praying that you guys actually open your minds and uh, not harden your hearts, softening your hearts, and uh, have great, get some greater understanding uh, here. So, but if not, like you know, like John Boyega say, man, fuck you. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, niggas been saying fuck me my whole life. So,
0: all uh, my life I has to fight, nigga. <laughs>
1: yep that's crazy man that's crazy that these words resonate with black people so much because we experience it but yeah that's wow. anyways shout out to Kendrick uh, I ain't heard I ain't heard none about him but don't get me wrong I ain't looking for it uh, that nigga probably out there leading the charge in some way but even if he ain't leading the charge with his words so shout out to Kendrick we appreciate you dog gosh uh, I guess a shout
0: out to Gil Scott Herring, uh, Well, sorry, Gil Scott Heron, I said Herring, But yeah. not, just listened to some of his music more so recently and like, you know, everything he's talking about, the revolution not being televised and things like that. So kind of giving his music another spin. Uh, it's just funny, you know, just a lot of the things that he was saying then. It's still very pertinent now, which is uh, really funny. I saw like a, a meme, they had, they had this one couple, uh, not even a meme actually, it's actually a photo and it was a couple 85 years old uh white couple had a had a poster on the back of their car and they were actually going on their way to a rally or to a protest and uh they were saying like yo fucking 50 years later we're still protesting the same shit <laughs> something's got to change you know so
1: yeah it's true too much has been the same for too long uh all right man let's get out of here yeah, yeah, yeah that shit, this, shit, this, shit, this shit was great.
0: So, you think so? It was amazing. Shit was amazing. Shit was amazing. It was oh. excellent. It was
1: excellent. All right, Well, shout out to Boogie Cousins for getting that nigga fired. <laughs> <laughs> Find more. Keep going.
0: Uh man. But no, nah, I think yeah, I think that's it for outs right now. I got well. N- once again, a- another shout out to everybody that's out there on the ground level. Uh. Not just out on the on the front lines and the you know on the streets protesting and everything like that, but everybody that's actually like online uh, building these sites, uh, fucking you know getting these bailout funds and everything like that going. Uh, you know, shouts out to you for putting in the work. You know, so you don't have to do it, but you're doing it, so we appreciate it. Keep doing it, and I'm gonna keep trying to help on as 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 I can. You know what I mean? So, thank you guys.
1: Yeah, we all need to be better and do better. But All
0: right. in the meantime, we gonna have to get the fuck out of here. Uh, but, hey, thank you guys for listening. Definitely been another segment of the Ghost of a Real Nigga Podcast. Thank you for listening. Follow us at Pod on Twitter. Tell your friends. And fuck with us next time, man. You got anything to say to the people? Nah. Nah. All right, y'all. Peace. Be safe.